Hello and welcome back to Halfway History. I am your host, Jack Barabo, and today we're going to be covering the Hittite Empire. So, let's start with a pretty easy question. Where were the Hittites located? Well, the Hittites were located in uh, modern-day Asia Minor, to be more specifically, uh, at their old capital city of Hattusa, which is now located in modern-day Bagzakal. Uh, it's really, really interesting. If you go on Google Maps, you can look at the ruins of Hattusa. And they're just in the smack dab center of Turkey. You look up B-O-G-A-Z-K-A-L-E. It is, it's quite incredible, actually, to just go through the street view and just look at it. It's, it's, it's really neat. But I'm just going to begin, before I get into the actual history, I'm going to say this right now. I apologize for any mispronunciations and if I get anything wrong. I mean, I'm really doing my best, and this isn't super in-depth, but this isn't overly simplified. So, if you have any questions, let me know. Well, Hittite history, much like Egyptian history, is classified into two sections. Can you guess it? I don't know what you guessed. It's the Old Kingdom and the New Kingdom. The Old Kingdom is somewhere between uh, 1700 to 1500 BC, with a quick 100-year intermission, known as the Middle Kingdom, but I'm, it's not really a Middle Kingdom at all. It's some, some historians don't even recognize it as a period of Hittite history. And the New Kingdom, also known as the Hittite Empire. That's kind of where we see the actual Hittite Empire be a thing. Uh, starting from 1400 BC, to 1200 BCE. Well, little is known about the Hittites other than some references from the old Hebrew Bibles and fragments from Egypt, ancient Egypt. Well, that was really until the late 19th century when excavations began at Hattusa, that being the ancient capital of the Hittites. And I think there's really no better place to start with the history than at Hattusa itself. Hattusa was originally founded by the Hatti, who would later be the Hittites, uh, around 2500 BC. And not much is known about it. We just know that it was established and it just continued to grow. I'm just going to say this right off the bat. I think Hittites are really slept on by historians. I mean, even just casual historians, armchair historians, those who don't have formal training, who honestly make up the bulk of the historical community. I mean, we always see that Athenians, the Spartans, uh, the, Mas the Egyptians, the ancient Chinese, but the Hittites don't get a lot of love. The Hittites are just seen as just a, pe a pawn in the story of an of another nation or another people, which is really a shame because they have a very, a very firecracker history. Unlike, say, something like the Byzantines who lasted for over a thousand years, it's a long sparkler, it takes a while to go, but I mean, the Hittites, like, bam, they're in, bam, they're out, bam, they're back in, bam, they're out, bam, they're gone for good. And they've, they committed, there's so many improvements and so many things that we just kind of don't really realize 
a lot of firsts that the Hittites actually um actually like came up with and uh I'd say perfected if not invented. So the old Hittite kingdom, like I said before, spanning between 1500 BC and uh 1700 BC and 1500 BCE, it begins with the with uh begins right as the first sacking of Hattusa. So we don't begin with the establishment of a city, but we begin the history of the Hittite people with its capital being sacked. Quite ironic. Well, Hattusa had existed as a powerful city before, but the idea of being a Hittite or a Hatti never really came to mind. And this kind of changed uh, uh, as the establishment of the old the time the time period known as the Old Kingdom came to came through. That, that, that whole mentality started to change. So, but the city begins with its raid, and it, it initially was repulsed. It was attacked by Sargon the Great of Akkad, who reigned uh, Akkad between 2334 and 2279 BCE. And then his later his grandson, Namar-Sin, who reigned 2261 to 2224 BCE. But they finally fell to King Anita, who burnt the city, cursed it, and cursed anyone who would attempt to rebuild the ancient city. So then this man, uh, by the name of Hattusi I, who means one from Husa, uh, Hattusa, sorry, decided, what should we do with the cursed city? The city that has been tried to have been sacked, the city that's been raided. Ah, yes, let's rebuild it. Even though it was cursed to rebuild it, guess that doesn't matter. It's clear from the Edict of Telepanu, which was written in the 16th century BCE, uh, it, it's clear that he that Hattusi was a, he was a great warrior, that's what it mentions. And just a little background on the Edict, it was actually like a written system to define succession among a kingdom or an empire, which, as you can see, doesn't really work out, but eh, at least it's there. Well, the, after this, Hattusi unified the kingdom and with the support of his extended family, mainly. But, I mean, once this was accomplished, his sons, in their own right, rebelled taking the regions that they were set to control and exploiting their resources to fight among each other. And Hadusi I was like, you know what? Chill out. Not gonna happen. And created this edict, or set up in his edict, that who he was gonna name a successor. And he named on his deathbed his grandson Musurli, and the, the news, the, the new king's reign was hardly documented, and if it is documented, it's unreliable. The two things, the only two things we know for sure about him was that he raided Aleppo and Babylon. But we also know that his, his military conquests weren't as much conquests as they were just raids for loot. And adding resources to his own kingdom. Well, I'm going to be upfront with you. I think dynastic situations in history are complex. And the Hittites 
they have them. So, well, let's dive in. So, Mursuli is leading right now. And Hitali was his brother-in-law. And Zendata was Hitali's son-in-law. So, that's clear. Good. And then they both, they, they both conspired to kill Masurli and take the throne. You know, basic stuff, but was really, really frowned upon by at least old Hittite kings and Hittite culture. And when they were successful, Hitali reigned for a king. Hitali reigned as a king for about 30 years, between 1526 and 1496 BC. But it seems like nothing noteworthy. He accomplished nothing, really. And none of it was really noteworthy. Well, Zendata, growing tired of watching Hanatali, sorry if I mispronounced that, uh, sick of watching him have so much power on the Hittite throne, he decides to, you guessed it, murder him. Yay! He then ushers in 10 years of the exact same thing. Completely, utterly boring and uneventful reign and then well at least until he was assassinated by his son amuna who ruled for 20 years from 1486 to 1466 bce and in that time he'd really just proven that he was a worse king than any of his predecessors well unfortunately the vast create kingdom which histali had created started to fall apart more and more and rebellions rose up against the central rule and your wondrous king who killed his father to get there decides to do nothing absolutely nothing he lets him revolt which i mean i guess you could make the argument that it's the people's will but that's not really how governments roll i mean governments aren't meant to be like that well then the son of a lesser wife huzziah who known as huzziah the first who assassinated his two oldest legitimate sons was ordered to take the throne after mine had to step down due to a little illness called death. Hosea reigned poorly and for like five years until he was deposed in 1460 by his younger son, more specifically son-in-law of Umanu named Telpinu, who banished him from the kingdom, but in his banishment he was later murdered. Wonder why. And Telpinu did his best to restore the kingdom, but it was too late. The kingdom was too far gone. People were rebelling left and right. There was no clear rule, and if anything, the Hittites were just a shell of what they were before. And the history after that really kind of shuts off. We don't get much from the Hittites or any real mention of them, as sources are far and scattered But the history picks up and resumes again with the new kingdom from 1400 BCE to 1200 BCE. And this is also known as the time of the Hittite Empire. Although the Hittites were merely just kings before, they mainly were nothing serious compared to this new kingdom. Then in 1344, King Supliyami... Supli... Supli... Supliumiuma? Supliumiuma? Okay. 
Uh, this is tough. It's pronounced S-U-P-P-I-L-U-L-I-U-M-A. And uh, I have no idea how to pronounce that. So I'm just going to call him Big S. So Big S took the throne in 1344, as I had mentioned. And under his reign, the kingdom next door, you know, to to the east, uh, the Mitanni were basically just bullying around the Hittites for a while. So then he decided to put them in their place and pretty much made them a vassal state. And then conquered the Levant region of the Fertile Crescent, including important port cities like Biblios from the Egyptians, which was a serious power move at the time. And the Mitanni, who relied heavily on the support of Egypt, uh, after their withdrawal, just gave up and gave in to the Hittites. Big S was basically free to do whatever he wanted in the region. So he'd recently conquered back, conquered Syria and made clear his support for the rival throne of Mitanni, which I, I, I guess you can call, claim it. I, it wasn't a big deal. They basically owned their land already. But following the pharaoh's death, the his son, Tutankhamun, who we mentioned last episode, took the throne and sent General Hammereb against the Hittites to try to take back the region in the Levant. But that ultimately failed as the Hittites were big and strong and the Egyptians were puny and kind of sad, to be honest. Um, but when Tutankhamun died suddenly, his uh, widowed queen... Adkishamun, I'm not gonna, that's a tough one too. The queen of, uh, widowed queen of, uh, Egypt was like, hey, big S, kinda need a, uh, kinda need a husband, you don't need a hubby to rule this kingdom. Wanna send your son? Dude was like, wait a minute, what? So you're telling me you want my son as your husband, even though we just fought you? Yeah, sure. So he was like, all right. Sent down an emissary, found out it's legit, and then sent his son. And as soon as his son crossed the Egyptian border, he was killed. But not by the Egyptian pharaoh, or at least the Egyptian queen. It's believed that it was a rogue faction of Egyptians that didn't want a foreigner ruling their land, which the Egyptians kind of have a history of and really don't like. But, naturally... When you kill someone's son, that pisses him off. And Big S was like, all right, you, you ran out of chances and went to war with Egypt. When he was eventually successful in kind of slapping around the Egyptians, he brought back a bunch of wealth and slaves. And those slaves had a little thing, a little, little thing, you know, real small, you know, uh, kind of plays a big role in history. But at the same time, I mean, you don't really see it. Uh, the plague. And that killed him and basically wiped out big swaths of the Hittite population, including the city of, uh, big population in the city of Hattusa, that being, you know, the capital. Well, that basically ended his reign, that of, in 1322 BC, and his heir also died of the plague, who was basically groomed for the throne, which... Makes sense, because you want to make sure your heir knows what they're doing. And it was passed to his younger brother, Marsuli II, who uh, was just a baby at that time and was seen as incompetent, really. 
which makes sense because he was a child. But he learned more from his father than anyone thought he could have. And he had proven everyone wrong. He even conquered the northern tribes who had been constantly raiding Hittite lands, known as the Casca, early into his reign. And after a reign of 25 years, his son, he, sent, he uh, gave the throne to his son, Matwali II, who reigned from 1295 to 1272 BC. And he was most famous for facing another friend from last episode, Ramses the Great of Egypt's 19th dynasty at the Battle of Kadesh, which the Hittites lost, but, you know, it's a big deal. As the Treaty of Kadesh was one of the first actual treaties to come out of combat, that being in 1258 BCE. And in 1237, his then successor, Histard III, died, passing his rule to his son, Tudelea the fourth and at that time the Assyrians who were just a before a small power were starting to grow in power and becoming much more uh, how do you put it scary and basically threatened the sovereignty of the Hittites and had claims to the region formerly controlled by the Mitanni and at the battle of Nerea in 1245 uh, his the Hittite forces were defeated, and the Assyrian army basically began its decline. Uh, I mean, the Assyrian army began the what is known as the decline of the Hittites, and the last king of the Hittites was Big S the Second, famous for his part in the first naval battle in recorded history in 1210 B.C in which the Hittite flea was actually victorious over the Cypriots. But that was just one victory out of many, 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 many defeats. And with ra combined raids of the Sea People, uh, invasion from the Assyrians, the Kashka tribe raiding from the north, and the west, western part of the empire starting to chip away, you know, it was about time for the empire to break apart and fizzle. Finally, the Hattusa was sacked again by the Cossacks in, not Cossacks, but Cossacks in 1190 BCE and burned. And Big S II is thought to have died here. Well, when the Assyrians rolled through, they basically destroyed everything that wasn't useful to them, wiping out large swaths of Hittite culture. And even though a long, for a long time the land was known as the land of the Hiati, at least until 630 BC, even though their people have long forgotten the Hittites' empire and the old city of Hattusa. The Hittites have a special place in history. It's one that's not really recognized. It's seen as... What can go wrong? How a, how a nation can go... Something can go so badly for a nation. Yet it, it'll recover. But at the same time, it also shows how unforgiving diplomatic relations can be. As the Hittites were both the most feared empire, 
the most feared nation in the known world at the time, but are only usually told as if they're pawns in another story, kind of in the same way the Assyrians are. Which is unfortunate because they're really interesting, such as they really perfected chariots. Like they were the masters of the chariots, not the Egyptians as it's always thought. The, the Egyptians and most other nations used chariots as if mobile archer platforms. Yet the uh, Hittites used them as like heavy cavalry, which is new, really new and interesting, honestly. I think where people lose interest in the Hittites is how incredibly short and how little we really know about their history. It's not like the Assyrians where maybe they're the great empire, the big militaristic, or the Prussians or Prussians of the ancient world, you know, of course, before the Spartans, or maybe the Mesopotamians who were the first there, or the Egyptians who we know a ton about because of all of their great monuments and all of their things, or the old Greeks like the Myc Mycenaeans and Minoans, because at least there's a connection to the Greeks there, which everyone loves the classical Greeks. Or the Persians with their great expanding empire and just exotic nature. The Hittites are pretty bland, but they're also so incredibly interesting. Well, at least the little that we know about them. Although in the grand scale of things, they're only a slight blip in the timeline, they send impacts throughout the entire history of our world. And there's some things that we wouldn't really see today, especially play out in the ancient world, that without the Hittites would have never happened. If you want to learn more about the Hittites, I recommend watching Epimetheus's video on YouTube titled, Who Were the Hittites? The History of the Hittite Empire Explained in 10 Minutes. It does a fantastic job and covers what we were talking about today. And I know it's a short episode, but I have a little something planned for uh, for upcoming. I'm pretty sure over this upcoming holidays, I'm going to be releasing a bit more episodes than usual, as I will be having more free time. Well, next episode, we'll be diving into the dreaded Assyrians. The Prussians of the ancient world. I'm Jack Barabo, and this has been Halfway History.